in the know for Monday, December 7th, the 342nd day of 2020. There are 24 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Look back on a weekend. We'll also tell you what it's going to be weather-wise this week. Will it be more like winter? Will it be more like fall? We'll tell you about that. And we will play a round of You Pick Trivia, your chance to keep your um, your melon fresh. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, it's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I'm cold. You're cold. Yeah, well, and I don't like the cold. Got some so. good news for you later in the week then. Uh, you're a big fan of uh, books, periodicals. Absolutely. You like to be able to hold a book. You like yes. to you know, scan a magazine or two from time to time. You might want to pick up the latest Time magazine of the year. It's going to be a collector's item. The cover of the latest Time magazine, it has 2020 crossed out on the cover, and then the caption says, Worst Year Ever. <laughs> I think a lot of people will want that in their periodicals yeah. collection because they'll look back and say, yeah, worst year ever. She's the pride of pumpkin, center of the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. Have you seen that magazine cover? I've not seen it, but I've heard about it. Would you like to have one in your I think so. Collection? Sure. We Train. have all of the uh, Sports Illustrated that ever had UK on the front. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll be what I buy Jason for Christmas. The worst year yeah, ever. Worst and year ever. Have it framed. <laughs> uh, I did. This headline was making me smile. The space station. We've been watching SpaceX and uh, the Crew Dragons, and they've been doing a lot of shuttles back and mm-hmm. forth between the International Space Station and uh, and uh, Port Canaveral in the Kennedy Space Center area. The space station supply run will include a Christmas Day delivery. Good. See, this is what I, yeah. I, I love this about 
uh, about SpaceX is that they have really brought the cool factor or the maybe the hip factor up to space travel. It's less NASA and it's more, you know, the the rock Mm -hmm. and roll soundtrack on their way out to the pad driving their Tesla cars. Mm -hmm. And um, they had a baby Yoda in the capsule with them floating around on their way there. And just kind of some things that are trying to hip it up a little bit and make it a little more cool because it's less military based and it's more commercial space travel based. Mm -hmm. So the folks at the International Space Station will get Christmas gifts. I like it. On Christmas. so fun. I I think that's the coolest thing. But what would you want? If you're at the International Space Station, tang. you need more tang. tang. I heard a great tang story over the weekend that I cannot share. No, I, just know that it. I can tell by your facial expression. You know, like, here you know, she goes, and she's not going to be able to tell us. That. I, just, I, I just probably will never have tang again. Probably uh, cloudy and cold to start the week. We're going to see a warming trend for the end of the week as conditions remain um, mainly dry. Highs climb into the 50s on Wednesday and reach near 60 by Friday. So that'll be a nice respite. You know, we're still a couple of weeks away from the official start of of winter. So maybe we'll get a couple of warmer days uh, to do some outdoor decorating or some outdoor cleanup. We'll see mostly cloudy today, a high of 40, mostly cloudy 30 tonight, mostly cloudy for tomorrow with a high of 44. Then Wednesday we'll stair step up into the 50s and then even up into the uh, higher 50s by um the end of the week no trump bucks no in the um the yeah, u.s well, congress well. made more headway over the, well i shouldn't say no trump bucks it's unlikely there will be trump bucks in the next version of stimulus bill lawmakers say the covid 19 relief bill won't offer 1200 dollars checks with time running out lawmakers said yesterday that they closed in on a COVID-19 relief bill that would provide roughly $300 in extra federal weekly unemployment benefits, but not another round of $1,200 in direct payments to most Americans. The $908 billion aid package to be released today would be attached to a larger year-end spending bill needed to avert a government shutdown that is looming this coming weekend, but senators involved, including Senator Bernie Sanders, said that this, uh, that that might waive, that they might not vote for the bill because it doesn't have those payments in there. I, um, much as I would like the check. Yeah, I'm okay with not getting it. I, I, I am more for strategic placement of those dollars mm-hmm. where they are truly needed. Few of us are going to turn down checks. Sure. Uh, if you if it lands in our bank account, you say, "Hey, look, found money." A few of us are going to go, "Oh, I'm mad over Take that." that back. You stop that. <laughs> but really, before it gets there, let's be practical and say there were lots of people that received the. They were scrambling. It's how quickly can we get money into the economy, no matter who gets it, living or dead, because as we know, there are people who were deceased who got those payments, and uh, to the tune of millions of dollars that we wasted by giving them in areas that they weren't deserved. And then there were a lot of people that are in you know, certain socio and economic uh, categories that just really didn't need them. Did they? We know of one case, I know of one case in, in a, uh, particular where people received them 
And because it was one of the most touching things that's happened to me this year is when Debbie Childress told me that people came along and said, we don't need this stimulus money. We're giving it to you. And we were connected to that in some way. And so this just goes to show you there were a lot of people that said this just really this this should go into the hands of people who need it and not necessarily to just because, hey, found money that we can spend on whatever it is that we want. Now, if you want to draw a cap. Or a line and say under a certain amount and checks would be amount to, you know, to do stimulus. I, I could get on board with that. But this just, this Oprah, you get one, you get one, you get one, you get one, I just don't think is going to well, work. Well, we need to help people who are affected by the pandemic. So mm-hmm. you, like yeah. right now, my Mallory is unemployed because she is a server. She's getting an un- unemployment check of $160 every two weeks. The kid can't live on $80 a week. Right. She needs the extra payment, but she didn't get a stimulus check. <laughs> because she because was, she she was in she that gap. Because she didn't file taxes she, yeah. last year. Right. Because she was a college student, which really aggravates me because you need to go off this year. Who is working? There's a way to, to data mine that. But then there were people who got checks who they've they've gotten all of their assistance and everything they needed. There was nothing different in their world the two major components and i and i agree that the that these are urgent uh ppp mm-hmm. got to come back yep. and then uh, extension of unemployment benefits yep. and doing that fairly the same dollars are in new york and the same dollars in kentucky are not the same yeah. it's not designed to make you feel comfortable it's designed to hold you over until we can get back on our feet as a nation. So right. it shouldn't be like, hey, we hit, you know, we yeah, struck right. it rich. It needs to tide you over until we can get back into normal yeah. conditions. And one size fits all. Uh, it, one size does not fit all. The cost of listen, we have economists who are employed by the government who can figure this out. The cost of living in Kentucky is not the same as New York. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely yeah. uh, 2,567 new cases reported by the governor yesterday brings us to 200,632, wow. 10 more deaths reported 2,072. These are Sunday numbers. Keep in mind. So mm-hmm. uh, we know the Sunday numbers are often um, somewhat diminished, but uh, we'll get a fresh, uh, fresh report this afternoon at three o'clock central time from the governor's office. 40 new COVID cases in Grayson County were reported on Friday, bringing us to 1,007. And that's uh, one case per 26.8 residents. So getting down closer, at least as of Friday, something back uh, on a per capita level that might be a little bit uh, more reasonable. The health department says 855 people have recovered from the virus in Grayson County. And uh, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, uh, we may see some early vaccinations mm-hmm. in uh, in America later this week. We know that Great Britain, I think, are starting in Europe. They're starting specifically in Great Britain. I think they're starting vaccinations today. Oh, wow. Okay. Because they were right. ahead of America on getting the approval on. So, yeah, that absolutely. I think many people who are skeptical about mm-hmm. the vaccination and about the vaccine specifically that are, well, I mean, I probably will, but I got some concerns and I don't, you know, don't want to make it. Let the the Brits will be a good test model. <laughs> go Brits! They will. I mean, yeah. Take, right. Go, yeah. Get it. Get it, Cuthbert. Keep, I need keep you us, to keep us posted how that goes. That's right. Uh, in the Supreme Court fight, Governor Bashir defends his school restrictions, and we they uh, they filed a response with the Supreme Court to uh, A. G. Cameron uh, to their lawsuit last week, and. Uh, we will find out more in the coming days if the uh, governor's rulings will stand. 
He said this is not about church. It's about asking every school to do the same thing. He says uh, also that they had not imposed tougher restrictions on a religious activity than a secular activity. But uh, other people, including Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, said everyone understands that this has been a challenging time for local leaders. But pandemics don't erase our First Amendment rights. And so, uh, you know, when you go to when you go to a private Christian school, you can make an argument that everything you do is in worship. Everything has a faith based. It's supposed to have a theme, mm-hmm. like the entire experience. But, and I wonder, can you do that? Can you say everything that happens in in a in a private Christian school is exercising your First Amendment? Does that does that one thing place an umbrella over your science class? Does it place place an umbrella over your Spanish class? Does it w- will that legal argument hold? I I don't know. But one of the things that did come to me as a, I won't call it an epiphany, but as I was thinking about this story today, I thought, well, if every student who goes to private school says they are protesting the governor's restrictions not to be able to go to school, we've learned protect, uh, uh, we've learned that protests are protected, right? You can't, mm-hmm. you can't force people to not protest. So how far can you pull that thread? Mm-hmm. How far can you go... Of course, people attending school and schools being open may be two different things. If you can force a school closed, then a student maybe can't attend. But I guess my my question is, how far do we want to loophole this issue to keep trying to find one? Well, I can sneak through this door, and this door is a little bit open, and I'll go over here. I guess we'll find out in the coming days. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a slippery slope. It, it is a – that's right. It's, it will be interesting to see what our true liberties are. When uh, the Supreme Court is finished, the Davis County Fiscal Court and Owensboro City Commission are preparing to waive license fees for restaurants and bars to help ease the burden of the pandemic. On Thursday, the Fiscal Court unanimously voted to initiate a relief program for restaurants and bars that pay county occupational and net profits taxes. The program will be funded through the county's economic development fund and will not exceed $250,000 with eligible businesses apply uh, able to apply for $5,000 in relief. That's the county side, and they're expecting uh, Owensboro City to do something similar. That means that uh, I think the county will forego about 91000 No, the city would forego about $91,000 that they would collect in fees, and the average savings per business would be in the range of $1,000 to $3,000. If you do that in addition to what the state has offered, then it, you know you add those things together, and it starts to, get, it starts to ease the burden just uh, a little bit more. But I, I kind of snicker at the idea of net profits taxes in 2020 in the restaurant and bar industry. <laughs> so you're I, saying you owe me this year. I've got a credit. I think net profits yeah. are going to be scant you know, but here, would the, be my guess. The, uh, the other side of that is, is that the county and the city now is going to take a hit to their budget, which means that there's going to be less services coming the next year. So the they loss will. is going to be felt somewhere. Oh yeah, you got to pay the band at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, you can like all this music that's being played. You can enjoy mm-hmm. it, but eventually, at the end of the night, when the dance is over, band says, "Yep, got to got to get paid because you know we entertained you for all this time." Um, I do wonder if there's some 
care support? Like, it, uh, would the city and the county, are they doing this knowing, well, we'll be made whole by CARES money? I think, well, we, well, I know for a fact there's CARES money the state's sitting on that they haven't spent, mm-hmm. that they were given months ago. But then um, that's, you know, the federal. So the federal government's now funding this. So true. we're going to see a hit in programs come the next five years, I would say, to be able to recoup all of this money. So when the, some programs that you've been used to being funded is no longer funded, be remember the money that was injected into the economy. This, this year. story broke my heart yesterday. It has a Kentucky connection. The setting is Panama City Beach, Florida, and it has a connection to Louisville and even has a previous connection to Bardstown. A four-year-old boy and his six-year-old sister died after they were hit by a truck as they played miniature golf at um, Coconut Creek Family Fun Park in Panama City Beach. The police said in a release yesterday that uh, Scott Donaldson veered from the road and ended up in the course striking the two young siblings. The boy died at the golf course uh, at the Coconut Creek Family Fun Park. His sister was taken to a hospital and died later. A spokeswoman for Panama City Beach said the family was visiting from Louisville and charges were pending as the crash remains under investigation. And uh, the victims' names, the kids' names weren't, uh, the the people involved weren't released. I'm not going to release them, although I've observed them uh, on social media. She said, this is a tragic event and our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. And we have had grief counselors and clergy with the family since this has happened. Can you imagine no. going just to play putt putt golf? Uh, you know, you're 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 in the Panhandle. You're on the Gulf Coast. The weather is not completely favorable to uh, beach and swimming. You know, right now they get temperatures that fluctuate. So you're just looking for something for your family to do, and you take your two young kids. And it, I don't know any of the circumstances other than uh, obviously charges are pending. And, and as soon as I heard, so first question is. How does a truck get onto a miniature golf course? And then we start thinking about the number of people that are choosing to drive under in conditions that they shouldn't, et cetera. And I don't know that, but the fact that charges are pending gives me some some credence. But here you are, and I'm going to presume mom and dad were with the kids. And so imagine your life changing that drastically and that tragically in an instant when you were just out having a great day on Friday with your family. Doing what you're supposed to do as parents. Doing what you're supposed to do and we're fine. Uh, Eddie Gran, the offensive coordinator, and uh, Darren Hanshaw, uh, assistant coach, have been, they will not be renewed next year. And um, that came on the heels of the uh, Kentucky Wildcats winning over South Carolina 41-18 to on Saturday night under Gran, also the assistant head coach and running backs coach. The Wildcats compiled a 36-26 and record, appeared in four straight bowl games to include back-to-back victories in the Citrus Bowl and the Belk Bowl. Uh, I, I've i heard the noise about Eddie Gran, and I, I, I'm not a football coach, and I'm not a football expert, so I, I hate to criticize too much and say that I know more about it than somebody else. I'm just a fan. Um I think it's odd. I, I do think it's odd to be replacing people in 2020 when conditions have been what they are. Um, I think it's hard to fully. I think there are year-end reviews that people are going to be doing on employees in 2020 that aren't fair 
because you say, well, I mean, you didn't hit your sales figures in 2020. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're selling PPE, who 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 did hit their sales figures? And so again, I you know I, I I'm not I'm not major Eddie Grand fan. Not down on Eddie Grand. I just I think it's interesting to be making big personnel moves that aren't merely cost related right. in 2020 because I don't think you get a fair shake when you're dealing with athletes who can opt out. They're obviously not focused. They get can get mad and transfer. They can do I just now. If you wanted to make this decision at the end of last year, or if you want to make this decision the, at the end of next year, then I can go. Okay, well, that's pr- the timing of this is Poor. is different. But uh, uh, yeah, I just think. But they were both gracious in saying they appreciate what had happened to you know in their time there. Chris Rodriguez did score three touchdowns in that game when. Uh, the Cats beat to Carolina forty-one to eighteen. I felt bad for the Gamecocks on Saturday. It's just clearly they've clearly they have reached uh, a, a new low because Kentucky's not great. And <laughs> the, Kentucky beat you. You're terrible. Speaking of not great, I, I know. I told you all last week that Kentucky is a really bad basketball team right now. Yeah. And I know that you heard that as as you me saying that they're Kentucky bad. You know, because Kentucky can can just not win a game by enough points and say, "Oh, they're terrible." And they, right. No, Kentucky is really, really, really a bad basketball team right now. I mean, they lost to a the Georgia Tech team. Oh, my <laughs> really bad. They're one in three. You know to start how I know year. it's bad when the football team outshines the basketball team. Oh, yeah. then I know bad. enough about Kentucky yeah. sports to know that the football team Me never too. outshines the I know basketball enough. team. Yeah. In a rare I'm Sunday contest, WKU top Charlotte 37-19 to 19 on the gridiron, so that's good. Uh, the Western Kentucky Hilltopper basketball team defeated Mississippi Valley in their home opener yesterday, 96-69. to 69. So uh, good for them, at least a little bright spot. Uh, in uh, basketball in this part of the state. And then the Kentucky High School Athletic Association football playoffs. Owensboro Catholic season came to an end on Friday at the hands of Murray. Elizabethtown down Union County to advance. They won 43-21. to John Harden's season came to an end, 14-10 to from Hopkinsville. Bowling Green defeated North Bullet, 55-7. to Owensboro uh, defeated Louisville Fairdale and didn't have to leave the house. Uh, Louisville Fairdale forfeited, so the Red Devils advance. And North Harden season came to an end in Class 6A as uh, St. X defeated the, the North Harden Trojans 16-9 to on Friday. So going to be a big weekend in high school football this weekend. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, of course, December 7th, 1941. It is Letter Writing Day today. Yeah, we'll get back to that in just a second. Uh, It's Cotton Candy Day today. Smells like the Magic Kingdom when you walk in. One of the things you smell at the Main Street is cotton candy. And uh, speaking of, because it's Walt Disney Day today, Walt Disney was born this day in 1901. Wow. Well, uh, I guess he'll be in the Gone But Not Forgotten list today. Letter Writing Day. When was the last time either of you wrote 
a letter. Like a true letter or a note? Oh, notes don't count. A true letter. He sat down and wrote a letter. Does it have to be mailed to be considered a true letter? No. Okay. (laughs) Then I write them quite often. Okay. Good. Yeah, I write them to my children and my husband. You do? And I leave them in places. You also do some level of, of note write or letter writing to self, don't you? I do a lot and of journaling. Is it a journaling, a letter I to do, self? Kind uh, of? I have prayer journals, but in those I do a lot of poems and just different creative writing. Yeah. I, yeah, I cannot even remember. My hand hurts really bad when I try to Listen, write for very long. It doesn't long. take me very long in writing that my hand is cramping up. Mm, just don't. It's a, it's a skill that's. Here are a list of skills that are becoming obsolete, letter writing certainly being one of them. But reading and writing in cursive mm-hmm. is slowly but surely, some quicker than others in some areas, I think. Dialing a rotary phone. I love the video where the parents give the three kids, two or three kids, the rotary phone yes. instead. Call someone and yeah. they, they never figure it they out. Just look at they it. They never figure it out. Sewing. Sewing is disappearing. Yeah. Part of it is just because, you know, clothing is so accessible. Back, you know, when my mother was, was sewing, and obviously you, you have a grandmother that sewed professionally. Mm-hmm. Misty, you worked in a sewing factory, didn't you? Don't remind me. Sorry. That's a trigger. You did, you did some, you did some <laughs> I sewing. Be, I can't be held responsible for what happens from this point on the show. We actually still teach sewing at the high school, school through the uh, pathway that the FCCLA club is a part of, which is a home economic pathway, even right. though it has a different... Well, and my little cousin, she has decided to learn from Memel, so. Yeah. There just are fewer and fewer people that are able to teach sewing mm-hmm. because um, it's just, I, I did I, I did catch the scene of the Grinch the other night when he sews his own Santa costume. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. cuts the thing and then sews it up. And like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cutting out the pattern is the easiest part. Yeah, I always got tasked with that because my mom knew I could cut those out. Oh, I think that's the worst. Really? Yes. Navigating with a map or compass. Reading maps help build spatial reasoning. Oh, yeah. I used to, I mean, that old Rand McNally Alice got me through, uh, Atlas mm-hmm. got me through some, uh, some long family road trips. Just be able to look from state to state and. Always got the dull scissors, so it just chewed on the, the fabric. This is <laughs> I why I hated that. that. Yeah. Uh, driving a standard shift car. Yeah. Love it. That's it's my favorite thing to drive. Foiled many carjackings. <laughs> they are fun to there drive. There are so know, many right? people, though, that yeah, that's cannot. The, but you make a great point. If you want a car that's not ever stolen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or a car, speed. a car that will put an end to texting and driving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> This is so true. Buy your kids a stick shift. Mm-hmm. It will put an end to, uh, mm-hmm. to texting and driving. <laughs> Looking up something in a dictionary, thesaurus, or encyclopedia. I mean, we're so bad now that uh, you just have to type the word you need to know in your search bar uh-huh. and really don't even hit click. It'll just start to suggest it below you. Mm-hmm. This word means such and such, or it can mean Whatever. And then remembering phone numbers. So when I read this this morning, I thought, okay, I know I know both your phone numbers. I have both of your phone numbers memorized. I only have yours memorized because it was so close to my old phone number. It was five digits off because we were the next town. Right, right. Yeah. I got uh, And I, I have your husband's phone number mm-hmm. memorized because of that. But the both of you, your number is not even anywhere close to mine. So not, no, not now. But I'm saying the reason I know yours is because it was it was like my yes. One. But yeah. my point is, so we're not we're not adjacent to one another now. But I have yours memorized, and so I started going through. So I've got my parents' home phone number memorized. I have my dad's phone number memorized, but I don't have my mom's because her phone number changed within the last few years. So I just started kind of 
like I don't have my kids. I know don't. I know Mallory's because it's almost identical to my home phone number growing growing up as a child. Mm-hmm. I don't know Madison. I, I have just... Marks. Um, definitely have my father's, um, my mother, and my grandmother. You must admit, mine is very easy to Yours remember. Is, yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those things. It really should it's take like, up one, like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, tiny spark that's fighting in your brain. I'm gonna tell you though, I will never ever forget Jenny's phone number. Never. Listen, oh, yeah, that's right. I do know Jenny's phone number. Yeah. No. Jenny, Jenny, who mm-hmm. can I turn to? Eight six seven five three zero nine. kids. Uh, this uh, new survey says the five most hated holiday gifts. <laughs> number five, box of chocolates. No. Respondents who said they'd likely re-gift it, 29%. Uh, don't you think, though, it's sort of who it comes from? I think it's the type of chocolate. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Uh, beauty gift sets. Respondents who said they'd likely re-gift that, 30%. Depends on what it smells like. <laughs> or what it is. Again, yeah. the brand. I mean, What's the brand? It depends. Merry Christmas, Misty. Here's a Liz Claiborne gift set. The 93 Misty would love it. The 2020 <laughs> will die. Literally. The, the number three li- on the list is scented candles. Respondents Again. who said they'd likely re-gift, 32%. Number two, gift uh, sets of body care products. Oh, what's that store? Bath and Body Works. At the mall. Bath and Body Works. That's it. That you have to go around. Yeah. 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 Bath and Body Works. Like, stinks up the whole mall. If you can cover up Annie Ann's smell, you're working pretty hard. (laughs) That's the truth. Yeah, I know, right? Respondents who said they'd re gift a gift set of body care products, 33%. And number one, picture frames. Respondents who said they'd likely re-gift it is 34%. I would re-gift a picture frame. At least put yeah. a picture of something that'll make me laugh in it or give, like, some entertainment value. I, have, I just don't have space. I have given a picture frame before with a picture of me in it. All right. That's, a joke. that's fine. Exactly. Right. But that yeah. way you go, well, I put forth some effort into this, right. but... That whole uh, five by seven photo goes here thing, or unless it's part of a particular project, mm-hmm. I got this frame because. Mm-hmm. But to just pick one up off the shelf and go, oh, here's a frame. You got a picture for it? No, you can add the picture. <laughs> Lay's is releasing chili flavored chips that taste like a bowl of the real thing. You want ch- chili flavored Lay's potato chips? I'll, I'll just stick to the chili cheese Fritos. I know them. Game day chili. I mean, I think I could do that. Yeah, it would be fine. It's just, I like I'd the I probably would probably add better. like some ground beef and cheese <laughs> and sour cream. Kitakate <laughs> is reportedly releasing a fruity cereal flavor. I was first going to poo poo this, and then I realized, I remembered, I learned a lot about Kitakate in the mm-hmm. last couple of years that if you go to Japan, there's, I mean, that's an entire industry of vanity flavors mm-hmm. of Kitakate. So I don't, I don't think I would enjoy this one, but yeah. I'm not going to poo poo it as concept because I believe Kitakate has done more mm-hmm. with their foundation than mm-hmm. probably anyone else. Kellogg's new Fruit Loops candy canes are finally here. I think I would probably pass on that as well, although they are very colorful. That's, that's probably the only candy cane I would actually like because I don't like peppermint well, you know, oh, well yeah. enough to eat the whole thing. Do you do you like Fruit Loops? I do love Fruit Loops. Do you like Fruit Loops? I don't eat them very often. Um, I, I do. Yeah. Okay. I actually prefer Apple Jacks right. over Fruit Loops. But you would probably like Fruity Pebbles better than Fruit Loops? Mm-mm. No. 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 They get because the size. Too quick. 
Yeah. A new and sur- I like soggy, but yeah. It's a new survey it. says women crowned the 1980s as the decade with the most iconic hairstyles. Yeah. And the state of Texas. There were the most. There were the most hairstyles crammed into the eighties. So many good. There choices. were a lot, uh, and the average woman has experienced four bad haircuts, six different haircut styles, and four dye jobs. Oh well, I'm. You've ahead probably of been four different colors, six <laughs> different again. haircut styles, four bad haircuts. Only four. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Of the of the eighties, no, of the most iconic. Uh, hairstyles of all time. Farrah Fawcett's feathered locks still reign supreme. But that's, that was the 70s. Was that in the 80s? These are all. These, oh, these, oh, they're just okay. saying uh, okay, in gotcha, the 80s gotcha. had the most okay. iconic. But but ranking them of all time, Farrah Fawcett is one. Then uh, the iconic locks include Shirley Temple's curls. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe's platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston's The Rachel. Oh, yep. yeah. Uh, nearly eight in ten women have finally come to appreciate and love their hair thanks to their time in COVID-19 uh, quarantine. Now, it's a short leap to this story, which oh, made me laugh. A bald <laughs> Kentucky man okay. caused a disturbance at a salon after he asked for a worker, uh, asked a worker if she had a product to bring his hair back, and she told him no. 46-year-old Jeffrey Trent was arrested after allegedly causing a disturbance inside a salon in Lawrenceburg, just up the road. And the court citation says the six foot three, 250-pound Trent walked into the frame clinic and gallery around 1040 and asked for a product to bring his hair back. An employee at the salon, which also doubles as an art gallery and frame shop, told Trent that no such magic potion was available. At this point, he became belligerent and created a disturbance inside the business. He was arrested and charged. Now. I know what I would do. Okay. So I would put him, like, in the Bug Bunny, uh, Bugs Bunny chair mm, yeah, and pretend yeah. like you're massaging. Oh, yeah. Coming to my shop. Yeah. Let me cut and your then mouth. I would. Like two thoughts here, fuzzy pumper barbershop. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. We have the Play-Doh mold over here. Mm-hmm. Come sit in the chair. But I'm I'm more tickled at the fact it is a salon. That's where and I was framing going. Yes. An art gallery. Mm-hmm. Right. An art gallery, a frame shop, and a salon. Come on, small town, do it all at we, once. We do it. We yeah. do it well in Kentucky. Yes. You just add yes. Those throw, yes. You know, Whatever. Whatever. And we shoe horses on the side. I'm surprised it wasn't also a gun shop. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of how it goes. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Going to play You Pick Trivia coming up here on In the Know. You know, the name for lint that gathers in the bottom of your pocket is NUR. NUR? G-N-U-R-R. The lint that that gathers in the bottom of your pocket mm. is called NUR. G-N-U-R-R. Brilliant marketing idea. <laughs> we need to create some NUR for your NUR. Pocket NUR for your NUR. I know what navel NUR is now. <laughs> That was my question. <laughs> I mean, it just, is it the same? It seems like it probably. Plausible. I mean, 
if I use context clues, I mean, you would know me. <laughs> you would know what I was talking about now, correct? I mean, if I just said navel nur. All right, so let's uh, let's try and play a round of you pick trivia. We've not done this in a few days. Want to keep your mental acuity sharp? Like a sword. Sharp. That's right. I want to keep it as strong as Beskar steel. Cut somebody with this. That's right. Okay, here's you pick trivia. Question number one for today. You pick trivia holiday edition. Are you ready? All right. right. The image of Santa Claus flying in a sleigh was dreamt up by the same guy who created A, the Easter Bunny, B, the Headless Horseman, C, Mary Poppins, or D, the Batmobile. The guy who discovered that Santa flies in a sleigh is the same guy who discovered the Easter Bunny, the Headless Horseman, Mary Poppins, or the Batmobile? <laughs> it's a discovery because you can't you can't dream this up. You had to discover that it happened. Mm-hmm. You had to actually see it. That's right. The image of Santa Claus flying in a sleigh was discovered by the guy who also discovered the Easter Bunny, the Headless Horseman, Mary Poppins, or the Batman Mobile, or the Batmobile, not the Batman Mobile. It is his mobile. <laughs> it is. Or mobile. And it is the Star Wars, so it's all <clears throat> All right, Misty Thomas, would you like to take the first guess? Is well, it the Easter Bunny, the Headless Horseman, Mary Poppins, or the Batmobile? I wrote down the Easter Bunny, but I really feel like it's the Headless Horseman because I feel like I should have gone darker. Miss so Buckles, my, what would you well, say? Well, so I wrote down Mary Poppins, but I feel like her... I think it predates, so probably right. the Headless Horseman. I'm going to need your final answers. Are those your final headless answers? Horseman. Headless Horseman. You're both saying yeah. the Headless Horseman. You are both correct. <laughs> the Headless Horseman. Well, it just makes That's sense correct. as far as dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the most popular shape of Christmas cookies? What's the most popular shape of Christmas cookies? Is it the Christmas tree, Santa Claus, a star, or a bell? Christmas tree, Santa Claus, star, or bell. What's the most popular shape for Christmas cookies? This shouldn't be too hard, should it? No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it depends on how you do your cookies. You overthink it. And then you you go with the, um, what I was aiming for and what I got cookie. That's all right. How it started and how it's going. It, it started as a tree and it ended a bell. <laughs> I gotcha. All right, Miss Buckles, is it Christmas tree, Santa Claus, star, or bell? I initially put down tree. Okay, you said Christmas tree. Is that yeah. your final answer? Uh, yeah. Misty, what I is I say your, tree. You say tree. You all are two for two. Christmas. Matter of fact, that's the order in which they're the most popular. Christmas tree, then Santa Claus, then star, then bell. And hmm. you pick trivia number three. What is another sort of common term for eggnog? What is another sort of common term for eggnog? Is it A, milk punch, B, fruit of the bovine, C, pasteurized punch, or D, creme de cow? Is it milk punch, fruit of the bovine, pasteurized punch, or creme de cow? What is another uh, sort of common name for eggnog? Okay, well, my guess was not on there. I see yucknog. I did, yes, I didn't know the answer to this because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you would. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd have to do to get me to drink eggnog. 
Tell me it cured the COVID. Really? And I probably am not for sure. I I'd say, when's the vaccine coming? <laughs> Get me in the arm, Yeah, I'll I mean, take, two, I'll take like two shots in the arm before I'll take a shot of eggnog. I honestly have never had it. Do you like it? I don't, I don't like it like it, but it's not terrible. But I'm a really big milk drinker, so. It's not the milk that's the issue. It's the, the egg nog. and the nog. <laughs> and the nog. The and it, if it's sat out for four hours at Mammoth, you're like, no. It's going to have flies around it at that point. <laughs> oh. No, it's winter. There are no flies <laughs> in the so winter. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank God. <laughs> Misty, is it milk punch? Fruit of the bovine, pasteurized punch, or creme de cow? It's creme de cow. Creme de cow, all right. Miss <laughs> Buckles, what do you say? So I also said creme de cow. You said creme de cow? Okay. You, I love milk punch. You so are our, It is milk punch. Oh. Milk punch is the correct answer. If it were named milk punch, I would have tried it at some point in time in my life. I don't know. But the fact that you called it, they called it eggnog, and it's just got that, uh, no, I can't, no, I can't. You might as well give me buttermilk with That's what I'm afraid. It's, it's, it sits next to the butter, buttermilk. It is. <laughs> You'll have to try it. No, we don't have to. <laughs> can't make us. I probably should. No. But yeah. I've survived almost 50 years without this it. This is really the secret of my success. I never had the egg on. <laughs> We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. MB's point to ponder for today. I think I'm going to need the audience's help because I don't think you ladies know the answer to this question. But if you, so I watched Saturday Night Live this last weekend. Jason Bateman was the host. And here's what I'm pondering Is Morgan Wallen good? Well, I mean, I like his music, okay? You do? I, I don't know. We'll suit two questions. Is Morgan Wallen the one that is cousins with uh, Matt Jones from Kentucky Sports Radio? I don't know. I think he's a. I think they're. I think they might be. Um, because Morgan Wallen's, I think, from East Tennessee. Okay. He's the one that got disinvited from being the guest about a month ago because a TikTok video of him uh, being at a party at the University of Alabama surfaced, okay. and the people said, "You know, you can't, you can't come." And so he apologized, and they waited, and he was tested, and he came back and did. He did two songs, and they did a skit about him being uninvited. I just, I'm not trying to dog him. I'm just wondering if, if this is what, is this what passes for good now? I don't, I, I don't. Are you asking if SNL. No, this is him performing oh, the okay. other night. Okay. So I'm just asking, is this good? Well, it sounds more and looks more like country that I know than some of the things we have now. But uh, he looks like um, Billy Ray Cyrus. I've well, never just, seen him till now. I'm just kind of wondering, like, the old Billy Ray is, Cyrus. When you go to perform on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. you are representing yourself, mm-hmm. your hometown, your genre, your, your band, brand. your like, your to the world, mm-hmm. certainly the country. And so this is what I'm wondering, like. When you when you go there, 
is this what we're saying is good? And I don't know the answer. I, I'm not. Can't, oh, all right. So there's at least one no. Okay. Well, and that's the thing, though. He, I mean, for him, though, that is his brand and that is his look and I the bullet and the belt buckle yeah. and the thing and jeans. And, and, the and to be clear, I, am, I have long ago confessed that the demographics <laughs> of who Saturday Night Live is targeted to long since passed me by. Yeah. So I don't think their selection of Morgan Wallen was say, hey, let's get Mark to watch. I think I Morgan Wallen is country and Western. <laughs> no, I think he's also hillbilly. <laughs> Rock. Yes. Something. I loved this story, and I know we're gonna run. We're gonna run late. My apologies, but a Maine man, M A N E, the state of Maine, oh, dressed okay. up like Buddy the Elf to meet his biological father. <laughs> oh, please! I hope he's my brother. A Maine man got into the holiday spirit just in time to meet his biological father. Doug Henning's favorite uh, was <laughs> smiling. Was Doug Henning's favorite? Yeah. yeah. When he was dressed up as Buddy the Elf to meet his dad at Logan Airport in Boston, the 43-year-old said his story is similar to Buddy's in that he grew up without knowing his father. Yeah. His dad did not know about him either. They were recently reconnected on Ancestry.com. If he did not say, I found you, I found you, I love you. <laughs> you did it wrong. Please Execute tell me he song. did that yes. song. And please tell me he bought him a negligee for someone special <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> I need video. You that know, there has so to be awesome. video footage of this, oh, right? Yeah, somebody yeah. had to be. Yeah, video. Because that. you're my dad, and you know his dad probably has the same sense of humor. And you just know that I existed, right? Right. <laughs> so but I here am. I am. Do the seven lanes of the candy cane forest. <laughs> that would just be. I hope that someday I do twenty three and me, and he ends up being my brother. <laughs> <laughs> His sense of humor already makes me happy. No, the way the world would work. If for uh, whatever reason, of course, I've already done my 23 and me. Yeah. But if my 23 and me found out it wasn't my, I would get Miles Finch. <laughs> <laughs> He's an angry elf. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date, 1941. Of course, we know about the, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. That will forever be the, the highlight in history for December 7th. In 1787, Delaware became the first state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. Uh, a year ago today at the shipyard in Newport News, Virginia, Caroline Kennedy christened a new aircraft carrier named after her late father, President John F. Kennedy. Birthdays today. Johnny Bench is 73 today. Susan Collins, the senator from Maine, is 68. Larry Bird is 64. C. Thomas Howell is 54. Terrell Owens. Uh, Terrell Owens is 47. Sarah Bareilles is 41 today. Gone but not forgotten, I told you about Walt Disney. Uh, Louis Prima was born this date in 1910. Speaking of Elf, it's the Louis Prima Orchestra that does Pennies from Heaven on the soundtrack to Elf. Every time it rains, it rains. Pennies from Heaven. 1923, Ted Knight was number one, uh, was born. I'm getting to the chart toppers. Mm -hmm. Ted Knight. So he was on Too Close for Comfort. He was an artist. And, oh, you know, Monroe. Yes, yes. Monroe, the yes. boyfriend that he didn't like. But he was also the judge. He was the antagonist <clears throat> in Caddyshack. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. He was the antagonist to uh, Rodney Dangerfield's mm -hmm. protagonist. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was good on this show. And yeah. the way he would say Monroe. Monroe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That joke's great. Uh, let's go to Chart Toppers. 1960 was the year. Misty can play this on the piano. I can. Yeah. Or at least could. I can. 
you can. Well, I mean, I haven't tried it in a year, so I've been a little bit busy, okay. but I could. I played at two, two piano recitals. You've come closer to than the other two of us. Pretty certain. You want to go ahead and finish it up on your air keyboard over there? Let's go to the year 1969. Blood, sweat, and tears, number one, with And When I Die. I thought we were starting off with like some Southern rock, and then we went all of a sudden polka. Blood, sweat, and tears was a little eclectic. I mean, they had... Honestly, uh, never a big fan. They had, uh, you know... A lot. 1978, Chic La Freak. I went all in and pulled the extended version for you all. No oh, good. I didn't mess around and pull the single version. Mm-hmm. I said, you all yep. deserve the extended. We do love a great instrumental. Mm-hmm. You know, the 70s were great, like Iron Butterfly, that 93 minutes of <laughs> guitar in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1987, Richard Marks, talking about strong hair games of the 80s. He was the best mullet with big bangs ever. He had the high hair so he could go up top. Yeah. But then the cascading mullet in the back. With the right amount of perm and and wave and layers. Mm -hmm. It was all things 80 of his hair alone. Spokesperson for Pert. (laughs) Is there a better 80 shampoo than Pert? I had to go. I had to pull. I had to pull way back there in you the back did. to pull part. I mean, anything that rhymes with dirt is what you want to rinse <laughs> your hair yes. with. Yes, people will love it. Part. It'll fly off the shelves. Right. Let's get shampoo that rhymes and with let's dirt. Use a horrible green as our color of choice. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> part. It'll part. We can't afford more letters. You've got some I need pert. a four-letter word that's not offensive. Pert. You've got some pert and some lava. You can do about anything. Just stay dirty. It smells better. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Your ego says once everything falls into place, I'll feel peace. But the spirit says find your peace, then everything will fall into place. Mm-hmm. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know. 